Hey, it's Ian Furness for my good friend, Dr. Jay Rudd at Aurora LASIK and AuroraLASIK.com. No more readers. How about that? For about 15 years, I've used reading glasses, but no more. I had refractive lens exchange. I can tell you for a fact it's a life-changing and also something I wish I would have done years ago. You need to check it out as well. Go to AuroraLASIK.com. That's AuroraLASIK.com. Dr. Jay Rudd. He is absolutely sensational. Get your consultation scheduled. That's AuroraLASIK.com for your refractive lens exchange. Now, from the Star Rental Sports Desk, your 93.3 KJRFM Sports Headlines. Headlines are brought to you by Buddies Goodies and Glass. It's always 420 at Buddies. We got issues out here, Anders. We got some issues going on. Uh oh, what's going on? Uh, I got this. We got this little thing that kind of is supposed to be able to keep the. The shade on us. Oh. It's just twisted around now. And Yikes. So bear with me while I do this. Yeah. This is, this is called live radio. Well, we do have a, uh, I'll kind of jump in in your headlines there. There's a uh, okay. UEFA so, Super Cup, which is the uh, soccer equivalent of like the, uh, I don't know. I don't even know what the equivalent would be, but it's the okay. Champions League winner versus the Europa League winner. Yeah. And Man City versus uh, Sevilla right now. They're going to penalty kicks. So All right. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Look, at the, look at you help me out. Okay. Gotcha. Uh, Mariners Law won last night. Tonight, Luis, Luis Castillo goes on the mound. Seattle should get a win because the guy he's pitching against is just a slappy. So yep. uh, third, of three, uh, three, third of four against Kansas City before Houston's coming up next for the Los Marineros. Tom Murphy placed on the disabled, I'm sorry, injured list. I'm going to yeah. say disabled list forever. Yeah, it's going to be DL. <laughs> yeah, he's on the 10-day uh, injured list yep. for uh, the next 10 days. Retroactive a couple days ago. He's got a thumb issue, so uh, they called up the catcher from uh, Coma Rainiers. And uh, see, Ken Walker's practicing today. I'll see if there's any other news, because Corbin's going to join us in just a second. Let's get to the show. Here we go. I should mention Mike Holmgren will not go into the Hall of Fame uh, this year. Yeah, he, was, uh, he got uh, he got nixed out of that. So um, that's a bummer. It'll be Buddy Baker, I guess. Uh, Buddy Baker, Buddy Parker, Buddy Parker. Buddy Baker's a NASCAR racer. Yeah, right? doesn't matter. Forty years ago, the guy passed away. I mean, rest in peace, sir. But come on. All right, uh, we are at the Virginia Mason Athletic Center. It's the final day with fans out here. So we'll have a little less energy, at least around the surrounding areas from uh, from now on. I think maybe the, the, the families might be here tomorrow, maybe. I think they usually have that family day tomorrow. But this last day, the general public is out here today. God bless all the 12s that are out there in the berm sweating their butts off, man, because it is <laughs> it is hot. Corbin Smith is with us. My man, it's been a while. How I say it's been a while since we've been in the air. I see you every day. Uh, how are you? Good. How are you? I'm good. I'm glad good. to be on. I'm glad. This, we, this is a fun exercise. Sometimes I do this with Curtis. But I'm blowing him off. He cheated on me today. He was on with the other show. But I want to do this with you because I think you and I, I don't know if we see eye to eye on a lot of things. We'll find out in the next few minutes. But I know there's certain guys that we both really like so far in training camp. Yep. And and, and to me, before we go through the position groups, Corbin, I, I, I want to, I think one of the great things, and I, I maybe approach it a little bit different than some guys that do what I do here. Not that I do it better. Not that I do it worse. Everyone does their own thing. I love the stories at training camps. I love it. There's 90 players. Yep. There's 90 stories. And listen, some of those are well-known. Hey, Tyler Lockett, I don't know if you know this. He sells real estate. <laughs> um, but there are... No <laughs> idea about that, Ian. Yeah, it's weird. Hasn't uh, been brought up at all. Not at all. <laughs> but there's so many great stories with the guys that we're trying to get to know that may or may not end up making the roster. I love some of those stories. Yeah, I'm the same way. And it's easier to connect with players, especially new guys to the team. Yeah. When you, at least as a reporter, when you were able to find some of those things. I'll just throw out an example today. Jacob Sykes. Yeah. 
I was psyched to talk to this guy because I taught college-level economics for several years before I became a reporter, and he's got an applied mathematics economics degree from Harvard, of all places. So, wait, he went to UCLA, but he's got the grad degree from Harvard? Yeah. Okay, that's. Uh, are you going to have that story up at some point? Yes. Yeah, I'll okay. be working on it after practice. Today. Okay, let us know because we'll, um, But I was I was so excited because of my background. But, sure. But it's just you love seeing a guy that and you almost get jealous. Like yeah. you're that smart, but you also have a chance to make an that's, NFL team. I know. God. <laughs> some guys have it all, don't they? Uh, anything? Just before we get into this, I just looked out there. I, Walker looks like he's practicing. Anything else that jumped out at you in terms of guys that maybe on the field, off the field? I noticed that Trey Brown isn't practicing today. Okay. That was one that stood out to me. Witherspoon is not out here again. Oh, yeah. Um, do we have the soundbite about Witherspoon, Anders? Do we have that healthy or ha- handy? By the Pete Carroll sound? Yeah. Yeah, we got it. Uh, let me, this is, this, we got to get to this before we go to the roster roulette. This is Pete Carroll yesterday, and he was asked about the health and wor- what the status is of first-round pick Devin Witherspoon. Boone's, uh, he's in, he's in his own, own spot right now. Um, he's running straight ahead and, and getting there. He's getting there. So it's, it's going to be a bit still. He, he's in his own spot now. What the hell does that mean? All right. Thanks, Puck. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Instant analysis. Uh, I was like, I, I, I was like worried the Puck was going to say something there that was going out of the air. The, so we've all been used to the Pete Carrollisms over the years. That's Legit. A, that's a new one. Yeah. He's in his own spot. Uh, I don't know what that means other than, I'll be honest with you, it's been a little disappointing because he just hasn't done much. And and now he is, quote, in his own spot. He's a little ways away, according to Carroll, so we'll see. And we'll get to the corners in a second because that's probably a good place to start. We'll go alphabetical by positions. But, uh, yeah, he's uh, he's in his own spot. So Witherspoon's not practicing. Uh, you said Brown's not out there. Walker is. We'll keep they still on. don't have Joey Blunt back yet. No. McIntosh, Kobach, uh, Taylor's not out there yet. Okay. So those are just some of the names. Okay, perfect. Yeah, Daryl Taylor. Okay, let's do this. Let's go through. So 53-man active roster. Cutdown days coming up uh, a week from Tuesday, I believe it is. Yep. And unlike past years, you're not going from 90 to 63 or 57 or I guess it's 75. 90 to 75 and 75 to 53. You're not doing that anymore. It's 90 to 53. 37 guys, in effect, will get released. A lot of those guys will want to bring back in the practice squad. I counted up roughly 40 players that I think are locks. And I say roughly. I, I have to count it again because I kind of went back and have my highlighter going. But around 40 to 41, 42 that I think are, are like you can just say, go ahead and sign the nine-month lease. Like go ahead and do that right now. Go ahead and lease your apartment, do what you want to do, buy yeah. a house, what have you. So that leaves 13 spots. And they're all over the place. There's a couple places. We'll just Quarterback we know, right? They're going to keep two, and they'll probably, I would think, try to get Houghton Allers over to the practice squad. This year, what makes that dynamic a little different, though, Ian, is that we have this new rule that teams can have a third emergency quarterback that doesn't count against the 46 players that are active. Now, that player has to be on your 53-man roster, right, but right. if you had a uh, some type of a disaster where Geno Smith and Drew Locke both got hurt in the same game... I mean, who are you going to play a quarterback? Would, would you agree with me though that they're going to have they're going to try to get Allers the practice squad? They yeah, like absolutely. He talked about him yesterday and raved about him a little bit, and, they, and I haven't heard him do that about the third string quarterback in a while. Like he liked there's a little dynamic to him, his running ability. He's really like rebound. I thought the first week was a little slow for him out here, but he's yeah. really starting to put together. And this guy had a really good college career for a reason. So. Um, look, the other place I don't see a lot. Well, specialists are done. Um, that's fine. The other place I didn't. I don't think there's going to be any movement. I don't think there will be any surprises unless they would keep a fourth, but 
they keep, and this is based on the last few years on the average, how many guys they keep in a position on the opening roster. They always keep three tight ends, yeah. Parkinson, Fant, Disley. Tyler Mabry's number four right now. I'm assuming he's a practice squad guy. I can't imagine him doing enough to be on the 53-man unless one of those guys, a couple of those other guys are banged up. Agree? Yeah, I would agree with you. I think that that was one going into camp that it was going to take an incredible training camp from somebody not named Parkinson, Disley, or Fant. I think they wouldn't mind getting Jindroff over to uh, the practice squad either. You know, take a peek at him. We'll see what he does. The kid from North Dakota uh, State. All right, let's start at the top of the list, cornerbacks by position. What they have done in the past, they have kept, and again, this is based on the last few years, kind of an average, looking at the opening week's roster, 53 men, Mm -hmm. about seven cornerbacks. A lot of these guys, and there's usually about five safeties. Now, there's a lot of crossover with some of these guys, but let's just look at the cornerback position. Here are the guys I've got as a lock, Kobe Bryant, Devin Witherspoon, Trey Brown, Reek Woolen, Mike Jackson. That leaves probably two spots available. Lance Boykin. Probably a practice squad guy. Maybe Artie Burns fits into the mix. What do you think of the cornerback position? I think the five that you just mentioned, I think that those are your guys that are on the roster. And because you have some safeties that have played some corner in the past, I would be surprised if anybody, if any of those players do make it on the roster, it would probably be Artie Burns just because of his experience. And he had a really good mock scrimmage earlier was a starter at the beginning of camp last year, but I still see him being on the outside right now. I think it's those first five, and then I think the safety position is where things get really interesting. And that's going to be coming up next. Uh, Witherspoon, I guess, is the wild card because he's, what is he again? He's in his own place. He's, he's in his own, own spot. In his own spot right now. So that could open up a spot for Artie Burns. Boykin's a long guy, 6'2", 198. He could be a potential practice squad guy. That's a guy you develop that maybe can play for you down the road at some point. From Coastal Carolina. Okay, here's where it gets fun. The safety position, free safety and strong safety. Uh, In the past, they've kept five. There's four that are absolute locks, I believe. Quandre Diggs, Julian Love, Jamal Adams. I know there's a health issue. We can kind of touch in on that. I think Joey Blunt's on this team as well. Yeah, I think so, too. Before the scary back injury that luckily didn't have any significant damage, he's still not practicing, but I would assume that he's pretty close to being back. But He played really well the first two weeks of camp, so I think he's on this team. So there might be one more spot there. And if that one more spot exists, again, we went through four, they kept five. Jonathan Sutherland, Jarek Reed II. By the way, shameless plug, we just had Jonathan Sutherland on a moment ago. Uh, Fun interview, great story for your captain. You wrote about him uh, at SI.com as well on CX Maven. It's a pretty good story that that Corbin's got up there. So Sutherland and Reed, it feels as if there might just be one spot there. What do you think? If Jamal Adams is back for week one, you only have that one spot available. If he's still on the pup list, then both these guys are going to make the football team. But this really boils down to what do you want from a versatility standpoint. Do you want a guy that's more of a box linebacker that can play big nickel like Jonathan Sutherland can? Or do you want a guy like Jarek Reed? who is an outstanding athlete, can play both safety positions. He has played in the box before. He, he is a natural slot corner athletically. Personally, I would think Reed is the player of those two if you have to decide just because the athletic upside and the positions he plays to me are a bit more valuable. If Joel Adams is not healthy, though, you've got to have Sutherland to play that Ryan Neal role. Okay, here's a wild card I'm going to throw at you. Sutherland almost was exclusively a special teams player in college. He's young. He's cheap. He's versatile. But he can't play fullback. We love Nick Fuller. 
There's always a roster surprise. Could Sutherland be a guy because of his ability to play everything and all things special teams and a couple of positions on the defense? Is Sutherland a guy that could push Nick Ballore out? No. Okay. I think Nick Ballore is on this football team. He's too valuable with what he brings from a leadership standpoint, and he's still an outstanding special teams player. I, I would agree with you. Uh, but So Sutherland, you think, is a long shot to make the team still? Well, without knowing what Jamal Adams' right. status is, that's really the that's the wrench here. If Jamal Adams is back, which I still think he's going to be back here I, in the next few weeks. Defen- uh, but defensive line, I don't. We'll move on real quick to the defensive line because I want to make sure we get through all the positions. I I don't think there's a lot of I don't think there's a lot here, uh, and and here's why. They kept four defensive ends, and remember they're, the way their defense looks. It's not Michael Bennett, Cliff Averill defensive end. It's an interior guy, but it's still a defensive end. That's how they list it. They kept four last year, and they kept two nose tackles. If I go through the list, I, I pick out four defensive ends pretty simply. Draymond Jones, Mike Morris, Miles Adams, Mario Edwards Jr. I think you should put Jacob Sykes in that conversation, too. I, and I'm surprise? not saying that just okay. because of the economics thing I mentioned earlier. The, the dude had a 22% pressure rate in the first preseason game. You look at his athletic testing numbers coming out of UCLA, this guy is an upper tier in the in the 95 percentile for athleticism. He fits what they're looking for at that three-tech position. Would he push one of those guys out, or do you think he would just be a roster addition? I think that they're going to carry him as a roster addition because they okay. would like to have another guy that can play nose, and I think Miles Adams is going to play some inside potential. It sounds like he is going to play nose because right now, last year to start the season, they had two nose tackles. I, they can't do that this year. No. They have to have three guys, so especially Jer- with them being smaller guys. Jaron Reed, Cameron Young are those two right now. Brian Monet is still on the PUP, and he didn't. I'd be surprised. I'd be surprised if he's back by midseason. So, would you say Adams Adams becomes your third nose tackle, and Sykes makes the team as a defensive end? We're we're splitting hairs in terms of yeah, uh, yeah, because Draymond Jones, you'll get Draymond Jones and Mario Edwards. This is a similar built guy in Sykes that has great athleticism. So, that would be a player that I think you know. He's at least come on my radar as somebody that we should seriously right. be looking at. So, but outside of that, not a lot. No, of, not, there's, see, not, there's not a lot. There's of drama nobody there. else here that I really feel like is in the hunt. I think one of the best position battles is going to be at the so-called linebackers plural spot. There's of course the inside linebackers, which for everyone's visual would be Wagner, Brooks, Bush. And then, of course, there's the outside linebackers, which look a lot like edge rushers on the line of scrimmage. Let's start with the outside linebackers. Last year they had five, and again, it was the same scheme last year, allegedly. Um, They had five to start the season. So if I want to pick out those five, I'm going to go Nuosu, Daryl Taylor, Boye Mafé, Derek Hall. That gives me four. Who am I missing? I still think Tyreek Smith is going to be on this football team, okay, but agree. you better watch in that rearview mirror because Levi Bell, I, I, I call him the 100-mile-an-hour brick. The guy is built like a brick, but he's extremely athletic. He gets after the quarterback. He was my MVP of the first preseason he game. Jumped off the, he jumped he off was, the he screen was phenomenal. in that first game. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he won with power. He won with speed. This is a guy that was a third-team All-American from Pro Football Focus, which Phil Steele made that selection. So that's, that, that's somebody I hold in high regard. Out of tech. State. And he was at Louisiana Tech before that, and he played outside linebacker, defensive tackle, and middle linebacker in his college career. He's played all over the place, and he's, he's like just eight, a really likable kid, too. schools, too. 5'11", 262. I like Tyreek Smith. I think they're going to keep him. I do. I, I do, too. But <laughs> He redshirted last year, was hurt all last year. We just saw him for the first time last week. He's probably he's a definition of a, I, he's a, definition of a bubble guy. Like, definition of a bubble guy. 
I see, going into camp, I wouldn't have viewed him that way. I really thought the top five guys were but cemented, changed. but then Levi Bell. I, I, I right now would have Tyreek Smith being the one that makes the team, but I think that that is very close now. I think Levi Bell has made this a competition from what he's done so far. Inside linebackers. This was an interesting spot last year because I think the numbers are going to change a little bit. Yeah. They kept three last year to start the season. They were really thin at that position. And the third, by the way, to start the first week last year, the third was Belor. Yeah. So it's a little bit different. I think they'll have more than that. But here's what I got. Let's say they keep. Let's see if they keep four of those guys. Um, Bush for sure. You mentioned Belor. If we want to put him in that category, we'll keep Belor there, or you can put him at fullback. Doesn't matter. But let's just go. We'll, we'll take Belor off the list because I think we both agree there. So um, Devin Bush, Bobby Wagner, Jordan Brooks. So that leaves us with. John Radigan, who was the backup Mike week one, actually started week one of the preseason because Wagner was sitting out. But he was your starter. He's got a little bit of an elbow issue. Now. I'm not sure. He, he said yesterday he's going to practice. He's practicing. Right? Okay. He's out there. He's a tough guy. He's, he's been through enough. That, guy, that guy's – it would take a lot more than a sore elbow to keep him off the field. Radigan is kind of your backup Mike right now. Uh, and then you got some other guys. I know that there, there's, there's a lot of good feelings about Patrick O'Connell, the undrafted free agent from Montana. Uh, the good story is Ben Burkirvin. I can't see it. Maybe you can. Uh, and who am I missing in that list? Uh, well, Vi Jones is injured. Vi Jones is hurt, yeah. If he was healthy, I would think that he is on this roster. But right now, without knowing where Jordan Brooks is truly at right now, Pete Carroll would not commit to him being ready to play in week one. Yeah. I, I think that puts Radigan right now on this roster. If you get Vi Jones back in the next week or two, then I think there's a chance Vi Jones can still be that guy. I think Radigan's going to make the team for this reason. And here's what here's what changed it changed for Radigan here. He's your really only option as a backup, Mike, until Jordan Brooks just came back. And if Brooks, like you said, is ready, then Bush is your will, and Brooks can play Mike again as he did all of last year. If not, then Bush is kind of on the side, and it's Wagner and Brooks. But there is some versatility there. But and Radigan's an outstanding special teams player as well. I think they'll find find a way to keep him from a depth standpoint, no matter what happens with Vi Jones. The Vi- he's going to have to play yeah. better than what he did Thursday yeah, night, he though. He he ended up finishing strong, but man, the first the first half, a lot of missed tackles on the field. So we'll agree, though. There's some ma- massive competition at both those linebackers. Spots. Absolutely. Okay. Uh, offensive line. This is another place there's some pretty good competition at. Last year they kept uh, five interior linemen and they kept four tackles, at least in terms of their listed. Now, that being said, there's a lot of versatility with some of these guys. Here's who I have on the team right now. Ola Timmy, Haynes, Evan Brown, Damian Lewis, Charles Cross, Abe Lucas, and I think Jay Curhan's on this team, especially after watching Stone, Stone Forsyth last week. That's where I think things now have changed. Uh, Jalen McKenzie was the better tackle in Thursday's preseason game compared to Stone Forsyth. I did not see the growth in that game that I was hoping to see because I thought Forsyth looked okay in the spot start he had last year. Yeah. But that was not a competition that I envisioned there being. But now I'm wondering, Jalen McKenzie's more of a body mover. I'm wondering if that now is a race to be the backup swing tackle there. And J- Jake Curhan's ability to play guard is going to have him on this J- roster. J- Jake Curhan can play, can play both tackles. Both guards. And he can play both guards. And he's on the roster. Yeah, um, I thought early in camp he might be in a little bit of trouble, but then he's been much better. Forsyth just has disappointed me. So and I far. did mention Anthony Bradford, a, a fourth-round draft pick. I think he makes it as well. He's in. 
So that leaves really a spot between Forsyth and McKenzie, probably for that last spot as a tackle. And I think it is now wide open. It's hard. It's hard to believe that, but I think McKenzie looked much better. And this game against the Cowboys. The Cowboys' second and third stringers are really good. You're going to get a good litmus test for these linemen. I don't think there's much question of what the running back situation is like. They keep four every year, and we know who those four are. Barring an injury, Walker, McIntosh, Charbonnet, Dallas. No, There's no drama. There's no drama at all right there. So for all you Husky fans that were hoping Talapapa or somebody like that was going to jump in, uh, Sir Roderick Thompson's looked okay at times, but like we know who those four it, guys yeah, are. Yeah, they've got some really fun practice squad guys, and you know how badly you have to have a fifth and sixth running back that are good with the injuries they've had. And the final one we're going to look at, I think, is the most dramatic of all, and that will be the wide receivers. And it's <laughs> wild to think that because they have three high-end guys, including a first-round draft pick. Three. And, I, I listen, D.K. Tyler and Jackson Smith and Jigba, we know who the three guys are. After that, to me, Dariq Young's on this team – Special teams, he's your fourth guy. I don't even know if he's your fourth guy necessarily, but he's on the team with the special teams. He can also play a little bit of fullback. We saw him versatile last year doing that, coming in the backfield yep. at times as well. So I think I think Dariq Young's in. Before I go to the other guys, Dariq Young, yes or no? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So that leaves us. They kept six the last couple of years. Maybe they'll just keep five. Maybe they'll keep seven, depending on the, on the safeties and the corners. But let me throw the names out there. Cody Thompson, Jake Bobo. Aesop Winston Jr., Cade Johnson. Johnson's hurt right now. Had that really bad-looking concussion last week. I got to think he's. we're not going to see him for a little while. I think he's probably an injured reserve candidate at the beginning of the year. So let's take him off the list. Aesop Winston, I think, is a long shot. I love Cougs and all that, and he can return. He screams practice squad guy because, again, the returnability, you get an injury, you don't want some guy. that He can fill a couple different roles, but he's not a big guy. That, that leaves it to... Really, Cody Thompson and uh, and Jake Bobo. Cody then, Thompson's been around for a while. I kind of think you know who and what he is. And, and that could work to his favor, but I don't think it does in this case. I don't either. It, I don't two either. days ago, if we were having this discussion, we didn't know if Dariq Young was going to be back. He's out here a second straight practice. That's a really good sign that there's not a sports hernia there. He's good to go. I think Dariq Young is on this roster. I would be surprised if they keep more than five receivers because of the other position groups that they have. Well, especially when you're just talking about the DBs. Yeah, they need that spot. for, And those guys are going to play special teams. So, uh, to me, you know, I'm going to keep referencing an Aerosmith album. I'm honking on Bobo right now. i got to have Jake Bobo on this roster. He has earned that spot. What, what is it that jumps out at you with it? To me, the, first of all, yeah, he and he freely admitted when we talked to him yesterday, he runs a 4.99, and he's not fast. He's a, but he does, as he said, he goes, I find ways to get open. I can high point balls. He's every bit of six four. I stood next to him. I'm six four. He's every bit of six yep. four. Yep. He's a different looking dude. If he's point four slow than some guy in a forty, I can live with that. Because and here's the other thing with him: playing the Chip Kelly offense, he knows how to run block, and he knows how to do stuff. He can do things like that. Special teams. He had be that play team. the other night. Yep. That Sutherland was the one that had his foot in the line re-watching that play, but it was a great play on that punt, knocking the ball back in. Yep, uh, He's just done everything right, and those are the guys that make Pete Carroll coach football teams as undrafted free agents. He can play special teams, and Listen, when I watch him run in the field, I don't see a 499. I see high 4.6s, low 4.7s, which at that size, that's fine. I, I don't need a guy that runs a 4.4, four, but he gets open. He's incredibly intelligent. Like, he knows where the defense is running. He knows where their soft spots are at. 
and he is as reliable of a target as you're going to find. I mean, I was skeptical going into training camp with what Pete Carroll had said from OTAs. I'm like, I need to see him actually do it in training camp. Well, he's done that and then some. He's one of those guys that uh, every time we've been out here uh, and every time we watch practice, there's, just makes plays. there's a guy that makes a play and it's bubble. It's, it really is incredible. And I think that's what training camp and preseason games are for. We just went through it. There's not a lot of spots available. There just aren't. This is a team that was a young, up-and-coming team a year ago. They've yeah. built on that with 10 draft picks. So I think we went through it. Do every one of their draft picks make the team? If Jarek Reed makes it, right? Yeah, I think every I think every draft pick makes this football team. Right, so if every, yeah. so all 10... Reed would be the one that I would say is most on the bubble. But again, I, I just think they're going to value the both safeties and true nickel corner versatility more than, say, a box guy. If... Jamal Adams is their week one. And and that's, that's the big the if. Uh, watching him, I should just say, I heard Puck and, and Tim Boo talking about it today. I watched him a lot. Uh, Jamal Adams, we're out here early, and we sit out here a lot. I've watched Jamal Adams a lot. I, I, I know Pete said he was further away than Jordan Brooks, but I'm watching him. He sure looks a lot like Jordan Brooks has looked the last couple weeks. He's cutting. He's doing things. I think he's close. Yeah, I, I think he is too. All right. You're the best. Uh, pump up your stuff for me real quick before I let yeah, you go. Yeah, you can follow me on X, I guess, if you want to call it that now. Uh, <laughs> no. NFL. Don't do it. I really don't want to. Uh, you can find my stuff on uh, si.com slash NFL slash Seahawks and locked on Seahawks five days a week with Rob Rank. You do. Uh, I, I've, I've heard of him. Uh, you do a great job. Thanks, buddy. I'll talk to you soon. Thanks. That's uh, Corbin Smith joining us. Take a break. 49451. Tell them we'll do text. I'm check the text. Coming up next, 93.3 KJFM. Hey, it's Ian Furness for my good friend, Dr. Jay Rudd at Aurora LASIK and AuroraLASIK.com. No more readers. How about that? For about 15 years, I've used reading glasses, but no more. I had refractive lens exchange. I can tell you for a fact it's a life-changing and also something I wish I would have done years ago. You need to check it out as well. Go to AuroraLASIK.com. That's AuroraLASIK.com. Dr. Jay Rudd. He is absolutely sensational. Get your consultation scheduled. That's AuroraLasic.com for your refractive lens exchange. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Now back to the Ian Furness Show. Brought to you by Snoqualmie Casino. All right, we're back at the... Uh, Virginia Mason Athletic Center. Big thanks to Corbin Smith for joining us. There's the Hall of Famer, Walter Jones, walking around. Yeah, love Big Walt. I might have to go remind him what this is. This is called training camp, Walt, since you were never here uh, for that. (laughs) (laughs) You should get his reaction to Uh, Coach Holmgren getting... Oh, he'll be pissed. I can tell you that right now. Walt's got an entourage nowadays. Like, what the hell happened to just Walter Jones walking around by himself? Uh, He's got his little social media guy. He's he's, he's turned into a... I don't think that's Walt's doing. It's the funniest thing because... And we'll ask, remind me, when first time, Holmgren joined us next Wednesday for the first time, right? Yes. I think his first week yeah. of business yes. next Wednesday. He's going to be so gracious. He he is so good about, he, when he starts talking about Waltz, I go, God, can you imagine Walter Jones is doing like media stuff now? And, and Mike will go off on that for like five minutes. Mm-hmm. Like, I couldn't get him to say three words. Yeah, oh, yeah. Day, well, you know. Um, but, uh, and I just ran into Ben Obamanu, uh, who's going to be on the show here in the next few days, uh, former Seahawk wide receiver, who's a lawyer in town now. Again, like, like go back to the Sykes uh, conversation that Corbin just had. Like, yep. like, okay, is it not good enough for a pro football player 
Now you're a lawyer, Ben? Well, look, look, look at the guys that we've just talked to. Penn State, UCLA, oh, and Yale in yeah, Bobo. Like, yeah, I mean, on, these are – and then Harvard with – like, yeah. I just love it that um, – you, I love meeting guys that are taking advantage of the education that's in front of them. And I just, this, the stories, the guys grinding and battling, and hopefully we'll talk to them again down the road. But it's, uh, it's been fun out here. Uh, and again, this is it, man. This is it for for the uh, fans. Last day for the fans, which is a, I'll, I'll say, just kind of a bummer. Like a lot of, a lot of us in the media will complain. Oh, it's a pain. We got to park here, do this, and all that. The energy you get from all the fans being out here is awesome. And I know the players get it, too. The players enjoy it. It's fun for them. Gives them a little extra juice on these hot days when you've got people cheering and, and all that, as opposed to, like, say, yesterday when there was nobody out here. So kind of a fun day to be out here, and uh, and we'll, we'll miss them. I think there might be people here tomorrow, but we're back in the studio for big doings for our, uh, our little business side. Okay. Uh, let's get to a couple texts, 49451. I know we don't have a ton of We asked for a lot today. Uh, Anders or Jess. Anders, you got one or two you want to read? Yeah, just a couple here about Holmgren. Um, the first one uh, actually just came in recently. Besides Mike Holmgren winning a Super Bowl with Green Bay and taking the Seahawks to one, his coaching has led to eight more head coaches who have won three more Super Bowls. He should have been in the Hall of Fame five years ago. That's from the, the 206. Yeah, I, I think you could really... Listen, depending on what numbers you want to look at, um, but depending on which ones you do want to look at, there's a couple guys that, frankly, have no business being in there before him. And I, and, and that's the hard thing, because a lot of times you'll say, well, who would you, you know, who, who shouldn't be there, or who would he, rep-? like when you say, okay, this guy should be somewhere, but who would not be there? Maybe on a roster, what have you. For the Hall of Fame, I'll just go back. I mean, if you want to hold the resume side-by-side, side, Tony Dungy, Bill Cowher, Mike Holmgren, it's Holmgren by a long shot. The difference is Mike wasn't doing national TV. Both right. you guys were. And and, and it's, I think it's just kind of an embarrassment that, that's, that that was the case with those guys. And now, and I don't know, this old guy that passed away 40 years ago, I, I looked at his numbers. They don't jump off the screen. But the fo- you know, football was a different era back then. I, and, and if I'm going to make the argument, say, for example, I, I don't want to be a complete hypocrite, uh, despite my emotions taking over. But if you if you want to look at the numbers that maybe are underlying, you know, Joe Sheehan didn't didn't present a very strong case for Felix Hernandez, but guys like Chris and Nate will, and they gave a really strong case for him on Monday during the Mollywop segment. Right. Yep. If we want to go past just the raw numbers, then then yeah, maybe some guys like you know, Buddy, what is it again, Buddy Parker? Yep. Uh, Buddy Parker or others would deserve to go in there, but if you just look at the numbers that matter, how many times you've been to the playoffs, you know, how many wins did you have, how many conference, you know, three conference championships put you tenth all time. He's number ten all time in terms of conference championships, and almost everybody that is one through nine is either in the Hall of Fame already or a slam dunk. Andy Reid and others. So, yeah, man, he should be in. There's just absolutely no doubt that, that he should be in. And now he's got to wait at least another year. And I, I'll, he, he's going to get in, right? He's going to get it. I, it's Jess, just, Jess, like, let's do it now. Yes, I think so. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I think so, but I thought this was the year. In fact, you know, Samuel kind of convinced me last year when we had the argument on the air. I think Anders was producing that day. Yeah. I, I, I think I think we thought he was getting in this year anyway, right? We kind of got that yeah. impression. And I and I know Mike was fighting for him, and, and so I don't know what happened. But uh, And, again, maybe part of it's the rule. If you can only have one of those guys in every year. Anyway. Um, it, I don't know how the Hall of Fames work. Zach Thomas just went in this year, right, from Miami, the, the linebacker. And that's a good that's a good barometer for Bobby Wagner because Bobby Wagner 
surpasses him by in every single statistical yeah. category, including first team All Pros. Like it's not even it's 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 a, such a no brainer. Is Bobby? I mean, that kind of I'm fearful for that. Is Bobby Wagner because he played in Seattle going to have to wait an extra couple of years? There can't I, I, be. He like, can't. No. Whenever Wagner retires, the clock ticks and he's in. Yeah. Like, like six time first team All Pro and only two, only two inside linebackers in the history of the league have seven. Only two, Jack Lambert and I think Mike Singletary. Yep. Two. Mm. Like, he will be in. But, hell, if they can't figure out Mike Holmgren coached out in Seattle, then they may not be able to figure out Bobby Wagner won a Super Bowl and was six-time first-team All-Pro out here either. So, I don't know. All right, what else you got? <laughs> uh, we have a, a couple others that are uh, – well, I know that uh, – <laughs> Some people are still pulling for Aesop Winston Jr. Roster roulette. No, Aesop Winston Jr. He was on KJR like three times. I know he's been on. All <laughs> that is the standard for making the roster, by the way, is that if they're on our show. Well, Wayne, I think Wayne Talapapa was on too with uh, Softy. So uh, yeah. both those guys will watch it. I think Aesop's got a really good chance. He was on the practice squad a good chunk of last season. Yes. I think that I think that they'll keep him on the practice. I think once he gets through waivers and then they scour the rape the waiver wire to see what else is out there. I think he's one of those guys who'll kind of just say, hey, man, hang around. Uh, he's played in the league with New Orleans. He can return kicks. You know, it, the difference between him and, say, a Jake Bobo is Bobo's 6'4", Aesop's 5'9", 10, 11, somewhere in there. Uh, they're just different types of players, and I think Bobo gives you a little different feel, um, you know, for and, – and, yeah, I, I'd love to say Aesop's on the team. I don't – I just can't see it. I think, you know, just depending on the depth throughout the year, he's, you know, he'd be the first call up he, at that position. He's, he's, he's a practice squad guy. Yeah. And, and what, see, everyone's got to have a unique skill. Bobo can cover kicks. He's big. He's physical. He can block. He can do all those things. Um, Winston isn't any of those things, but he does, he can be a kick returner. And if guys get dinged up and banged up and Eskridge is missing the first six weeks for being a knucklehead, if all those things are coming into play, maybe you don't want. You know, they, sometimes they'll throw Lockett or DJ Dallas back there. Maybe they want a different look, or they want somebody else not banged up to go return kicks. Maybe you call them up from the practice squad. But yeah, I don't. I just. I, I can't. I can't make the case for him making the fifty-three man. So, just not right now as the roster stands. Yeah. No. Yeah, but I think he'll be around. No. I think he'll be around. Um. All right. That's it. We're good. I think we're good. Okay. Yeah. Uh, David Mahler. His name is Softy. We'll tee him up for the Holmgren stuff and let him scream and yell. That's coming up next. Then we're back here at the uh, Virginia Mason Athletics Center. Final day with the fans. You're, you're mingling with all your people out there. I see Big Low, huh? Yeah, good to see Big Low over here. Big Low out here. What's up, Big, big Low? Low. Biggest, go, big biggest Low. sports fan in Seattle. There he oh, is. Good to see Big Low out here. Great to see him. Um, Looking good. All right, I'm going to put this on the tee for you. All right. I don't want to talk about it. I know where you're going. I don't want to talk about it. Mike Holmgren. Don't want to talk about it. Snubbed again. I just said I don't want to talk about it. God, you're like my wife. You know that? I don't want to talk about it. Yes, you do. <laughs> no, I don't. Yes, you do. Well, I just refer to last year's show and the year before that and the year before that and the year before that. I mean, just keep going back and back and back and back and back. All I got to do is just repeat the same show from last year and what? look at my notes from last year because nothing ever changes, what pal. What could they possibly what, – what, I, I just – I can't fathom it. I talked to Millen today. He's going to be on with us at 3 o'clock, and I said 
You know who this Buddy Parker guy is that made the Hall? He had no idea who he was. Well, he died 40 years ago. Right. I mean, and, he, and he won a championship 70 years ago. Yeah. I mean, one of the things that they've been telling us about the Hall of Fame Veterans Committee is they want to make sure that guys are still alive so they can enjoy the damn thing. They're 40 years too late That was guy. the conversation <laughs> with Dick Vermeil over Mike Holmgren. Well, you know, Vermeil's a lot. You know, he's getting older, blah, blah, blah. Okay, fine, whatever. And then you take a guy that died 40 years ago. So it's, you could have put him in next year the or the year after that or the year after that. Guess what's going to happen next year? He's still going to be dead just like he is now and just like he's been for the past 40 years. I told you I did not want to talk about this. So, what, so you bring it up. Back, backtrack a little bit. Yeah. So it was Coriel last year. Coriel last year. Vermeil the year before. And then Tom Flores was in that mix. Bill Cower was in that mix. Jimmy Johnson was in that but mix. But there was a year that two of them were in it together. I, right? I don't remember, dude. It, it's all a blur. It's, it's just it, insane. There's three guys in the top 20 in wins in the NFL uh, that have three or more Super Bowl appearances and a title. And Mike is the only one that is retired that is not in the Hall of Fame. Yep. The other two guys are Andy Reid and Bill Belichick, and yeah. they're not eligible because they're still coaching, okay? I mean, I'm in the media room, and I see Pat Kerwin. I started yelling at him yeah. like it was his fault. Well, it should be. How can you justify this, Pat? Serious it's highway guy. robbery. Yeah, Terrible. It's, 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 I mean, I, I think you can look through there, too, because people say, well, who shouldn't be in there? Right. Well, anybody that doesn't have the same resume as Mike. Absolutely. Done. <laughs> End of story. Well, you, you got include Dungy? Yeah. Cower? Right. Jimmy right. Johnson. Well, look at where the Packers and the Seahawks were before Mike Holmgren took I over. I mean, it's, today, a, yeah. it's a ridiculous argument. Yeah. And you know what? Honestly, I'm getting tired of having it. Seriously. I'm getting tired. I'm like Pinella. I'm getting tired of saying the same things over <laughs> and freaking over again. I'm tired of it. So, and, Sandoz on the show Monday. Is that right? Uh, he comes on Mondays with us. Okay, yeah. well, get him on. Yeah. Get yeah. him on your show. Yeah. Hell, have him on tomorrow. Well, Do a special Sando version and get him on the air and find out what the hell's going on well, with here, Mike, man. You know, it's interesting with Mike because we, you know, him and I, I don't know. Did if he piss there. somebody off? Did Mike uh, piss somebody off? I don't think Did we so. piss somebody off? Oh, is he getting is, lumped is, in with is us? Is Mike paying the price for our shenanigans? Well, well I mean, because honestly. That actually would make sense. You can't, you can't use the we want to put guys in before they die argument when you put a guy in who's been dead for four decades. It would ma- here's what would make sense. Why are we not putting Holmgren in? Because right. he's associated with us. Right. That, I can live with that. Ask Mike. Ask Sando when he comes. I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm not kidding you, dude. I know. Because I know. this Buddy Parker thing reeks of somebody doing a favor for somebody. Yeah. That's what it reeks of. Okay. He was, uh, with Detroit, right? I've so. never heard of the guy until an hour ago. And He and, won two titles in the 50s when they when the guys went both ways for crying out loud. And your guy with the nerd machines never heard of him. Never heard of him. And he's as big an NFL historian as anybody. So, anyway, whatever. It is what it is. Okay. How about that? It is what it is. You're better now? I'm turning over a new leaf. Are you? It is what it is. Are you? Okay. The old me would have ranted and raved, which I guess I did. You're going to do that at 3 o'clock with you. We'll see what happens. Because what's going to happen is he'll get mad. Right. And then you'll and then build, off of, they'll build off of that. And then Florio will come on the air and tell us that you don't need the Hall of Fame for validation. That'll set off Millen at 310. Oh, oh God. Right? Yeah, uh, whatever. You so, got your guy Petros on today. Petros is on today. He's on one, man. He is going to be fired up at 4 o'clock today. Uh, Max Unger is living on the big island of Hawaii, mm-hmm. and he will be able to come on and talk about how the state is dealing with all the fires. It's not just Maui. There's fires all over the place. What? Some more deadly or obviously than others. He's got big three, islands hit, too. He's got, everybody's getting hit. That's and crazy. some of them are you know, getting swept into the ocean. Others are coming more inland. So Max will be with us at 5, talk some Hawks, talk some Oregon to the Big Ten. Uh, have they finally found a center to replace that guy? My God, it's been the curse of Unger ever you since he got like traded. I don't know yet, man. I mean, if look, Evan Brown is going to be on the show with us after practice is over. Good interview, by the way. And I'm going to yeah. ask him in maybe a different type of tone and a right. more professional manner. 
if you're so good, why are you bouncing around the NFL? Yeah. Right? I mean, yeah. what what is going on with you that you just cannot find a home? Because I don't give a damn who the answer is. If he if he's the answer, fine. If Big O lose the answer, fine. I just want an answer. I don't care if it's you coming out of retirement, putting your old O'Day uniform on. Just give me a center for crying out loud. I think the thing you're going to notice about Evan Brown when he sits down with you is Yeah, this. yeah. Is he, it Evan or Ethan, by the way? Evan. I keep calling him Ethan. Ethan Postick okay. is who you're thinking yeah. of. No, I'm thinking of Ethan Brown from um, Mission Impossible. Uh, but Evan Brown, was, he, you at least will look at him, and he won't look. Remember Austin Blythe last year? Yes. He's about your size. Yes. And you're like, uh, you can't play center in the NFL. Right. This right. guy at least looks the part. Had a good year two years ago. He, you know why he wasn't their center last year? Why is that? They had an all-pro at center for Detroit. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. And he played guard. And he played well. So well, he just keeps b- bouncing around. So we'll see. But anyway, All he's right. on the show today. Millen's on the show today. Uh, Mike Florio, Petros, a lot, a lot going on. All right. A lot going on. And you're not going to get mad. I'm going inside. It's too hot to get mad, man. Uh, it's 95 degrees here on the cement at the VMAC. Too, too hot. And as we wrap up. Too hot. For softy. Hey, did you know that uh, Holmgren didn't get in the Hall of Fame? <laughs> Sorry. That's coming up with Hugh Millen yeah. in a minute with Softy. See ya. For the mild-mannered and marginally objectionable Ian Furness, this is Paddle Day saying so long, everyone. Hey, it's Ian Furness for my good friend, Dr. Jay Rudd at Aurora LASIK and AuroraLASIK.com. No more readers. How about that? For about 15 years, I've used reading glasses, but no more. I had refractive lens exchange. I can tell you for a fact it's a life-changing and also something I wish I would have done years ago. You need to check it out as well. Go to AuroraLASIK.com. That's AuroraLASIK.com. Dr. J. Rudd, he is absolutely sensational. Get your consultation scheduled. That's AuroraLASIK.com for your refractive lens exchange.